on the Whistle Way podcast, we are joined by Jared Norris. Jared has been an agent on the Whistle Realty Group for longer than I've been here. He's just passed 10 years this last year uh, with Whistle Realty Group. And we're going to talk about five things that he wish he knew uh, his first year in real estate. So if you're a new real estate agent, if you're thinking about joining real estate, this is great to know. Uh, if you are a team leader, if you're a mentor, if you're an experienced agent, this is great for you to help um, your agents on your team, agents in your area to grow. Uh, I think this this episode is going to be great for literally anyone and everyone. And then again, what this would be great for is if you know someone, we just had a message uh, from someone that said, I'm in high school. I want to get into real estate. What should I do? Uh, this is going to be great for someone like that. So feel free, take notes um, and make sure you send this to someone who you think can get a lot of value out of it. I, earlier, Jared and I were listening to things. I think it's going to be a lot of value. So uh, without further ado, welcome, Jared. Hello. Thank you for having me. So Jared, let's uh, let's break it down a little bit before I introduce the podcast and all that fun stuff. Talk about your experience here on Whistle. You joined in what, 2013? Yeah, I guess that would be yeah, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and you joined as an ISA. Is that right? Yeah, it was uh, it was something he was just starting to think about. And he's like, I got this cool idea like uh, that I'm just trying out. I was in between jobs. And so he asked me to sit behind a phone and make a bunch of calls for him. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And this was 2013 was, was pr like, now you talk about ISA inside sales agent. It's very clear. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Right. Uh, Whistle Realty Group has undergone since I've been here for eight years, probably 15 different variations of it. Yeah. Uh, and every time it's Kyle goes, I got it. This is, it's going to work this time. And each time we end the cycle and go, we missed a giant <laughs> hole right there. Um, but luckily that brought you into the team. Um, and there was probably like 10 agents at the time. Yeah, there was probably about 10 agents. And then he he would always, I mean, I've known Kyle since he was my he was my first roommate outside of high school um, when we both did sales together way before he was in real estate. And he tried to get me into real estate before and it was very intimidating. Uh, and didn't think, you know, that sole like only commission thing was intimidating. Selling houses was intimidating, even though we came from like more of a commission based background, like we still got a paycheck kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then when I, it was kind of like right after that crash, we had a, you know, I was in marketing, so I was in between jobs, got laid off, and so he came up with this idea to, you know, to help me out temporarily, and then. Once I was doing that for a little bit, he was like, how about if I pay for you to get your license? And then I think that's how well I think you'll do well. And I was like, all right. He was tired <laughs> of paying you a salary. He's like, well, yeah, do this yourself. I can make more money if you sell houses. <laughs> um, and Jared, you're actually the reason uh, that I got introduced to Kyle. Uh, I worked at Best Buy. You worked at Sony uh, trying to sell their shitty cameras. They're better now, but this was 10 years ago uh, or eight years ago. Yeah. Um, and you hit me up and said, hey, my boss, uh, <laughs> and I was so naive. You're like, hey, my boss is looking for something like this. I'm like, yeah, put me in charge. Like, put me in contact. You're like, well, you got to contact him. I'm like, it was really weird. I, was, I kept being like thinking he was your boss. And you're like, well, we're kind of like coworkers. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand how this works, but I'll figure it out. So all that being said, that's what we're, we're going to talk about. Uh, five things that you wish you knew before uh, your first year in real estate. And I think if you heard a podcast like this, while you were an ISA, 
transferring over, it's going to be a lot less intimidating because I think uh, what we're asking and what we're telling people to do isn't that hard. So uh, all that being said, we'll kick off into that in a second. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Whistleway podcast. This is a podcast where we help you in your business grow, learn, uh, excel, and just help you be a, a better uh, real estate agent or better business person and how, help you have more fun while doing it. Kind of trying to remove some of the confusion off of the um, the big scary world that can be real estate. Um, if you like this content, you want more like it, you can go to thewhistleway.com. You can subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, join our private Facebook group, join our outbound referral network, join our weekly email newsletter, and you can learn more information about our uh, program that Kyle and I built that's telling uh, our students, our, our course members, anything and everything we know about video, as well as how to get people in your um, geographic area to not only use you as a real estate agent uh, and recognize you as a real estate agent, but refer their friends and family. That's called the Media Mayor Mastermind. All that can be found at thewhistleway.com. That was a very good intro. I'm, I'm happy about oh, that. Yeah, it was pretty smooth. Tom, copy and cut it. Uh, that, and now I messed Insert up. Insert that in. Uh, the end. <laughs> uh, so, Jared, let's, let's kick this off with things you wish you knew in real estate, uh, your first year in real estate. Number one, you talked about having some sort of nest egg before coming into real estate. Talk more about that. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people never when someone comes and asks me uh, what I think about real estate, I always want to make sure like, hey, don't plan on making getting a paycheck for six months. It's not going to happen overnight. Now you can. Uh, after I became an ISA, I was fortunate enough where I got a deal uh, after the first month. And it can happen. But I, I always say don't expect that. And I think that's where a, a number of agents end up failing in this industry because they don't have that ability to make this and invest in their career. And then they try to, okay, go back to their other job or pick up a second job. And now it's part-time and now you're an Uber driver slash real estate agent. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, nothing against Uber drivers, but you know what I mean? Just as an example, you have, you're not now you have split attention, right? You have split attention. So make sure it's something that you're going to invest in. It's it's literally starting a new business, right? Like if you wanted to start a restaurant and you got to you got to be willing to dump a lot of money in a brand new restaurant and know you're not going to make any money for like they say what like 2 years, right? Uh and but you can't open a restaurant and go, "Well, now I want to do a second job um, as well while I'm trying to open this restaurant." Yeah, and I I think um I think a lot of agents kind of bail um Yes, because one, they don't have that, but two, I don't think they're 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 set for that, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think people have that honest and open conversation of, hey, this is going to take a minute, right? They, a lot of uh, recruiters or teams will say, oh yeah, come, we'll give you leads, we'll give but they don't tell people that if we'll give you leads or set you appointments, they don't tell you that. Okay, well, even if you get a lead that that says, hey, I'm I'm willing to transact within thirty days, just a great lead, right? If, right. if someone says, yep. I'm ready to buy a house. I just got to get a couple things in order and then I'm ready to buy. So 30 days go by, then you start showing them houses. You show them houses, let's say another 30 days go by until you, until you get an offer accepted. You write an offers, then you get your offer accepted. Another 30 days go by until you're out of So that's three months well, in, the, it, in it, a perfect scenario. Right. And maybe the one they're buying is a 45-day escrow. And then, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's longer or it falls out of escrow. And now you're... 
you're struggling because you were banking on that one check or that one paycheck and and it may not come to fruition. You never count your chickens before they hatch. You know what I mean? Because you never know what that deal. It's not closed until it's closed. And and that's when you get agents that are desperate. That's when you get agents that make bad decisions that are making decisions based on them and not their client. So having a, a six month safety net, whether that's a savings account, whether that's your significant other or a roommate saying, hey, I'm going to pitch in. I'm going to cover you for this. Whether that's moving back in with your parents, what whatever that is. But but having six months where you can dedicate to your business 100% of your time, energy, effort into your business. Um, and that's hard. Right. That's hard for someone to say. you're still learning as it is. Yeah. So, um, but that being said, if you want to be successful and, and want to uh, last for longer than your first year, um, have expect not expecting a paycheck within your first six months is super, super solid advice. Um and just expect it. And then when it comes earlier, excellent. Great. Right. But we've seen agents that will be fantastic agents on our team fizzle out month three, month four, because they've got to pay their bills. They got to feed their kids. I don't blame them. Right. Um, we didn't do a good enough job setting expectations of, hey, this is what it's going to take. Yeah. Um, cool. So I like that. Um, number two, this is we talked about this on one of our morning huddles. I know you're going to be talking about it more. Um, but this is one that people I think very easily can get complacent and not, and say, I already have friends. I don't need more friends. But you said number two is, is networking and, and always focus on growing your, your sphere of influence. Talk more about that. Yeah. I mean, always trying to expand in, in making sure that, well, I mean, I've been, I've been fortunate enough where I was born and raised here in San Diego and I do have a big sphere. Uh, I just know a lot of people. I didn't move around a whole lot. Um, but in San Diego, that's, that's not very common. A lot of people are transplants. They come from other places. So they come here and they always go, well, I don't have a sphere or I don't have a network. Um, and, and so the, the first thing you need to do is put yourself out there. I mean, we, like we said, we talked about on a huddle is get out there, join different groups, join different networking groups, um, join different activities, and whether it be extracurricular, they have adult league sports. If you have kids, join, you know, put you put them in sports. You know what I mean? Join those Seriously. things. Um, I made great friends with the coach of, of my six-year-old soccer team. Right. Or no, baseball, t-ball team. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you just start being introduced to theirs and then their friends and their friends. And even if you have a sphere, um, it, it doesn't hurt to always expand in in just basically trying to always grow. I mean, essentially you're, you're really just trying to pick up leads in the, on the long run, but, but also creating relationships at the same time. Yeah. And, and like you said, I am as well born and raised in San Diego. I didn't move around a lot. Um, but people that I grew up with, they move, they move mm-hmm. away. Um, so, so if you're not growing your sphere, you're shrinking your sphere. Mm-hmm. People will leave people. They might marry a real estate agent and maybe they, maybe you had a group of five friends in high school and one of your friends married a real estate agent or became a real estate agent themselves. Now your group of five friends is split between you and them. Yeah. So like, okay, so your sphere is going to shrink. Um, so network, grow it. I love what you said. Uh, adult, uh, league sports, getting involved with your kids, getting involved with your church, involved in your city or volunteering. Yeah, really just um, getting out there, which will bring us to our next point. But yeah, like you said, you never know who they're going to, who they know, who they know as well. Um, I have 
a buddy of mine. He's one of my best friends from high school. I've known him since my uh, sophomore year. We went over to each other's houses like in the summer, like in the summer, and played computer games. Right, like we were that close, like pretty much every day. Um, and grew up, and he was even a roommate of mine. Um, and then later he moved to Vegas and then moved back. Well, all of a sudden he wanted to buy a house with another buddy. Well, there was another guy he knew in high school that was also a real estate agent. I lost out because he was like, I've known Tim long. I've known this guy since sophomore year of high school, but he knew this guy since middle school. Well, that guy, fortunately for me, then didn't last that long. He goes into real estate for a little bit, helped him buy a house by SDSU. And he got out of the business. Well, since then, um, you know, but at the same time as you never know who they're gonna meet. But since then, he's sold, bought, sold, and bought again. And then the buddy he bought is also sold and bought two more times. I mean, literally seven transaction within one buddy. Yeah. And so growing your sphere, because um, these are the these are the people you like. These are the people that like you. These are the people that you're not going to have to fight over commission or or do that. They're not going to have their guard up. They already know you. You're hanging mm-hmm. out with them and you're going to tell them how you're going to sell their house. And so that is my favorite is, is always growing your sphere. I, I have said uh, for years now, the things that I want my kids to be great at. Uh, I was good at school. I had 4.0. I went, I had early admission to San Diego state, go Aztecs. Um, I was good early at school. Admission. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I didn't apply for any UC school, so don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, I was good at school. What I wish I would have done better is focused more on building relationships, building friendships. I went to San Diego State. I went to school. I went home. I didn't, and I'm not a party guy. And I'm not saying you have to go out and party, but I wish I was involved more so that way those relationships were stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you look at who who most if you're if you're looking at your past deals, I bet you most of your past deals are friends, family, past coworkers. If you're listening to this, like that's who you want more of. Um, I want my kids to be social. I want them to make friends. I want them to experience and and be engaged. That's what I really want from them. Uh, more important than being a 4.0 student. Yeah. I mean, in, in don't say like no to things, mm-hmm. um, making sure you put yourself out there. I just closed a transaction. It will, it was, um, one, we kind of talked the story a little bit about before, but, um, before we started this and a guy, I would just close this last week. He bought an $870,000 house, sold a $650,000 condo. We just closed both last week. And it was literally going from going to a, well, I knew him from that guy that I just talked about from high school, his wedding. I met him there, but didn't know him. Then I went to another mutual friend's Halloween party. And he remembered me, remembered me from the Halloween party and then messaged me. I had no contact info. But again, if I didn't go to that Halloween party and just said no, and I could have just easily stayed at home and been a hermit, I probably didn't get that deal. So I want to give two more tips before we move on to the next one um, on where to, to connect with people. Um, one, this was a great tip that we talked about in the huddle, is do it, uh, go, go alone. Or if you're going to go with a buddy, make sure you split up so that way you don't spend the entire time at this group just talking to your buddy that you already know. Um, so if you go and you say, hey, let's go together, we'll carpool, we'll go on opposite sides of the room, we'll hang out and we'll meet people and then we'll drive back together, cool, whatever. Um, and two, there are places like meetup.com, uh, Rachel Chu, our director of sales said that I think Bumble has a a friend section on Bumble or Bumble friends or 
Couldn't speak to that. I uh, but but I was like, oh, I didn't know. There's like the, the Bumble's a dating app, but they have like a friends app as well. I think I had a um, roommate one time literally met a friend on Craigslist and it was like a meetup kind of thing on Craigslist. They were just like she was like going to ride bikes and it was like creepy. Yeah, uh, I know. But it was an old roommate. No, they became good friends. And it was like someone just wanted to hang out and yeah. they were just they were from out of town. She had just moved here. They moved here. And yeah. So, yeah, find find ways to find, find people. Um, number three. So we're growing our network, growing our sphere. But number three uh, thing that you wish you knew uh, for your first real year in real estate is uh, you got to let people know you're in real estate. Now, now I want to be very specific about this, and I know you're, you're really good at this. I don't want someone to hear this and go, okay, I'm going to blast email, blast text, blast everything, and tell them I'm a realtor, I'm a realtor. Like every time I have a conversation with Sarah, I'm going to tell her I'm a realtor. No, don't do that. But also don't be a secret agent. Yeah. Um, Jared's like, well, yeah, that's uh, basically <laughs> it. All right, go. No, I mean, but make sure they know what you're, that you are like start posting. And that's why you use social media and you use videos and things like that. Use open houses as a tool to get your name out there. If you haven't sold anything yet, you can easily start posting open houses. It's amazing. When I first started, how many people thought because I was doing an open house that that was my listing. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden you do three of them and they think all of a sudden you have three listings. I never said they were mine, right? They just assumed that they were yours. Um, so you can do things from open houses. Uh, make sure that you, you post things because it is going to sting because when you first start, you'll, will see people post on Facebook Hey, I just bought this house. Look at us. Congratulations. And you're like, wait, I, I know you, I do real estate. You yeah. could have asked me, but we, you, you were at my Thanksgiving. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. And, and you got to realize like, they probably didn't, re you, even if, when you post something on Facebook, doesn't mean it's a hundred percent going to show up in front of them. So the more you do that, um, the more chances you are. But like you said, it's not going to get all of a sudden about re real estate. But the cool thing is, is you can, use this as a cool tool. Like, Hey, this is what I do now. I, I did message a bunch of people in, you know, put it out there with different friends and was like, Hey, I just got into real estate, you know, networking is a big tool. Um, and referrals are a huge part of real estate business. If you know anyone who's looking to buy or sell, I would love appreciate if you can give my name. One dude I used to hit like an acquaintance of an acquaintance just was like, Oh, I'm actually looking to buy in the next, uh, two months and sold my house. Um, so sometimes just putting it out there, but know that not only don't be a secret agent, but know that, uh, that it's going to sting at first because you will find it and don't get offended. It, it happens to everyone. It doesn't happen to anyone. Um, you can get really cool suits like me and stand out, make stories <laughs> like this. Um, and one of the other things, like you said, I, I love that you said, and seeing that I'm the, the media guy, it obviously struck with me, but talking about making videos, people always talk about, you know, a lot of hesitancy I hear with making videos. You go, well, what's the ROI? If I do a buyer tip or a seller tip, how many people are going to call me from it? And I say, that's not the only goal. One, you want people to see you, get to know you, like you, and trust you, and uh, go down that funnel. But two, your friends are going to see it. And they're going to be like, oh, shit, you're legit. Like, oh, and they may not listen to the video, but they'll sure as hell know that you're in real estate and that you know what you're talking about because you made a good looking video. Yeah. And so it's not always the make one video, get one phone call or 
hey, I have a tracking number on every video and none of the, you know, I only got one phone call. That's not what it's about because it's another piece of your digital farming of putting it in people's mind. I am a, a trust authority here. So especially if you've known those people, I mean, let's be honest, right? If you've known those people for years and now we're grown functional adults, yeah, you you're know, different than you were in high school, you were in your high school, but they may know, they know you from high school or mm -hmm. they may know you from when you were 20, 21, right? So now you got to go, Hey, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I'm not the guy that just went and partied, you know, you partied with, um, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So you can easily become that trusted person, um, regardless. I love that. Uh, we got two more left and we're running low on time. Um, number four is something that you uh, admitted that you hadn't done it. You had done it right and you haven't seen the other aspect of it. Um, but, but not doing real estate alone, right? There's a lot of situations. There's a lot of things that you need help with. There's a lot of systems and there's a lot of upfront cost if you're not careful. Um, what we talked about is you said, don't do it alone. Either join a team, join join a brokerage, have some accountability there. Well, yeah, it's all of the above, right? So get a coach, mentor, team, um, and really you lean on them. I mean, everyone thinks it's easy. And if you join the wrong team, I've heard so many stories of people joining the wrong team and where they still feel alone, right? Just because you join someone doesn't mean it's it's the correct team or or the right fit. So make sure not only you join the team, but the correct one that's gonna give you the tools necessary to help uh, help you grow in your business. And that's why one of the cool things I've, I've over here a lot, and, and I think what you meant by is like, I didn't say do it wrong, is that I just had the, um, the blessing to just kind of fall into it because of- Correct, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't saying Jared's a genius, did, he, did it did it right. <laughs> I did, he did it wrong. And I was like, no, I mean, I. I, I just did it by coincidence, right? Um, but it is one of those things that you hear so often, me being doing this for 10 years of what people really enjoy about um, Whistle Realty. And I think one of the things about uh, EXP is that people have an advantage to kind of mend both those with kind of going on a team, but not necessarily needing a team. So you can get a little bit, uh, mixture of both. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, don't do it. I think that was good. And then finally, number five, um, Kyle talks a lot of time, a lot about you as an agent, you have two different types of equity and sometimes you have more than one than the other. You have sweat equity and you have money equity, right? You either have uh, more time to do things or you have more money to do things. And as a new agent, unless you have a ton of cash that you're willing to, to go through, Mazel tov, that's good for you. Uh, most new agents come in here. They say, hey, look, I have six months reserve. I don't have 12 months reserves. I can't go out and buy and, and, and hire a bunch of people to do this. So you have more time. Um, one of the things that, Jared, you said you can do with this time is really uh, build up your knowledge base on things. Uh, you, you can be the, the, the expert where as a new agent, someone has 40 hours a week to learn all the stats. Mm -hmm. Kyle doesn't have 40 hours a week to look at any stats. He has 15 minutes a, a month to look at stats, right. right? So talk a little bit about how knowledge can make up for inexperience. Yeah. So one of the coaches one time said, if you come into any appointment, uh, whether it be a listing or even a buyer's consultation, and you know the stats, you know, know the market, you know the turnover rate, you know not only prices, but 
what sold recently and why they sold and why they sold at maybe a higher price or a lower price. And you can come in with knowledge, the, the likelihood that they question your, your experience is very minimal. And you can always overcome that. Like if you come in and you just are blown away with numbers, whether they're a numbers, if they're a numbers person, they definitely won't. Even if they're not a numbers person, they're going to go, holy crap, you know a lot. Um, and it may go over their head, which is fine. Um, but you can really overcome that inexperienced objection real quick by having that knowledge um, and doing that. And then also to just practicing and what knowledge also not only means stats, but scripting and practicing and going over objections and learning learning you know your your presentations and knowing your presentations in and out um so use the time that you have because you're not going on appointment after appointment after appointment to really hone those skills yeah and and again another benefit of being on a team they can help you with the stats they can help you with the objections they can help you with the systems um and I wanted to just kind of spell this out in a different scenario because someone might be like, yeah, I don't know about that. But right, if you go to a butcher shop, and I don't know why I say butcher because I know nothing about butchers, but if you go there and they say, and say, they say, hey, what do you want? And you say, oh, I'm making hamburgers. And they go, oh, you got to have this cut because it's, you know, you want this percent fat and it comes from this cut and the, this cow was raised here and it's going to be better for hamburgers. Now, if you want a steak, you do this. But if they tell you anything and everything about cows and how they were raised and the different cuts and the fat percentage, you're not going to go, hmm. How many years have you been doing this? Right. It doesn't matter. They know. Right. It doesn't matter. If the, well, this is actually my third day. Well, if assuming everything they said was true and they're not bullshitting you. That's funny because they're talking about right. cows. <laughs> um, like, it doesn't matter if they haven't been cutting cows for 30 years. They know everything it knows. Right. And so as long as they can provide you with, with that, um, that was a weird analogy. I'll give you an analogy. I know you would. Let's do it. Like resonate with. Like I like, or when you go to like a restaurant and you ask the server like, "Hey, what is your favorite thing on the menu?" and they go, well, "I just started here two days ago." But if they knew everything on that menu, what's in it and what it pairs with and what beer it goes with, and they go, "Hey, this thing would pair good with this beer or this wine, and th it has this and this you know sauce in it, or it's you know cooked this way." That doesn't like, resonate with me. <laughs> because Jared of food. says that because I'm like, but, but I go there, I'm like, I want the quesadilla. That's all I that want. That's true. And he's like, ooh, it pairs great with this wine. A Coke, please. That's <laughs> Well, I'm just saying that it's someone, I'm just talking about food in general. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we kick off into our whistle widget of the week, which I'm really excited because I asked you what yours was. You told me what it was. I don't know what it is. I'm excited <laughs> to know what it is because I'll probably basic. download it. Um, if you enjoyed this, Please, please, please write us a review. Let us know that you enjoyed us, enjoyed this episode. This helps us get our word out to other real estate agents, other people that are looking to grow their business. Um, just like you want your clients to write you a Google review. Uh, if you want, throw this out as karma, right? You're going to write us a review and your client is magically going to write you a review in the next two weeks. So we'd love that on your favorite podcast platform. You can go to thewhistleway.com. Uh, join our Facebook group, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, join our outbound referral network, uh, get our weekly email newsletter, as well as learn more about our online course where we break down exactly everything you need to do to start creating videos um, from the first time. And uh, um, share this with someone. If, if, if this made sense to you and you know someone that's getting into real estate, share this with them. If you are on a team and you say, hey, look, 
Um, I think we can use this to help recruit better or we can help do this so our new agents don't flame out so fast. Share this with your team leader. Share this with your recruiter. Share this with your director of sales. Um, share this with someone that you've found value from. You can find it on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform. Now into our whistle widget of the week. This is something that we use in our daily life that saves us time, makes us money, or just helps us have more fun. Jared, would you like to go first or would you like me to? Uh, I mean, I can go first. Go I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, the hard part is when you when I, you asked me to have a, a widget, I was like, I know Kyle and Brian's talked about like every widget out there. Yeah, but, I'm excited about this. No, so this one it was just Park Wiz. Uh, it was it was so like park. if you really have to pee, which are the no. best parks that are far <laughs> enough away from schools? I think it's supposed to be like Wizard. I think it's just P A R K W I Z Z for like parking wizard kind of thing. But Park Wiz, it really is. If you're going to if you're going to go to a baseball event, you're going to go to a networking event. You go to downtown. You go to a convention. You're going to a real estate thing. You can put on there. What time you want to, how long, how many hours, whether it be three hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. And you can look at all the different, like what they cost, like online, like in a map. And so you know exactly where to go. Cause I hate when I go downtown or I go to a new area and I'm driving around and all of a sudden you find a parking spot and you look up and it's like $500 to park here. And you're like, nope, not going to park here. And then you're going somewhere else and then you can't find parking and then you're late. You can preemptively park there. Sometimes it's parking garages. Sometimes it's, people's condos that you can reserve their spot i believe um and it tells you and then you just scan and you can prepay so when you walk up it reserves your spot so you're guaranteed a spot for the most part i don't want to say guaranteed because someone's gonna be like well, i try to do I mean, you're not a part but of anyways it. yeah <laughs> you're so not you, you you scan it you know like in the wherever the parking thing meter is and then and you're good to go and you put in your license plate number so you know exactly where you want to park you know the distance it is to get to your venue you're trying to get and you have a reserve spot and you know exactly how much it's going to cost very cool. Yeah. I like that. That's not about ping and parks. That's probably way better yeah. uh, than ping and parks. Uh, so what I'm going to talk about is if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you can see this behind us. This is our, our background. And these are uh, kind of metal panels that we have lights behind. And people ask me all the time where we get them and I have to find it. It takes me 10 minutes on Amazon to figure out where we bought it. Um, if you search decorative fences on Amazon, um, these they, they have a bunch of different types and sizes and styles, but that's the, the phrase. Sometimes you're like, I don't even know what to search. Um, and so you can use these, uh, for, for those of you that are listening, they're six feet tall, black metal uh, fence type things. They're about what, four feet wide and they have cutouts. Ours have kind of some geometric designs. Um, and these, each one of these costs about 200 bucks. Um, but these are great if you want to separate spaces in your office, in your house, in an open house. Um, we use it as a backdrop. Like I said, we have our lights behind it. Um, uh, but if you, if you're looking for something like this, uh, look on Amazon for decorative fences and you'll find, I think the one link that we looked at, we bought this one from had like 20 different options. Um, but that's my w widget is these decorative fences. So thank you so much for joining us this week on our whistle, uh, whistle way podcast. We'll see you guys next week.